Welcome to Real Weddings with Sarah. I'm Sarah Kennedy from Irish Wedding Blog, one of Ireland's leading sources for wedding inspiration, advice and support. Real Weddings with Sarah brings you an inside snoop of some of Ireland's best-loved personalities and celebrity weddings. Join me as I indulge on all of the wedding goss. So I am delighted to welcome this fabulous couple. Many of you will know the happy pair brother duo, but today we focus on a different duo. I'm joined by Sabrina and David. David put up a post very recently on the happy pair Instagram page discussing his journey to marriage and more importantly, his partnership with Sabrina. And I reshared this. His opening line was, I hadn't planned to marry again, which sparked my attention. Yet here he was in a place of enormous gratitude after finding that person who has given him the support and frame to grow and appreciate the bond that marriage brings. So many of you messaged me as his words really struck a chord and many of their followers chimed in with some great advice on that post. Sabrina and David are now just over three months married and ready to share their story with me. You're very welcome. Great. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Sarah. Lovely to be here. Oh, and you know what? You just look a picture of marital bliss right now. Honeymoon yeah. period. It's all you're glowing. Long may it continue. <laughs> I think uh, that's the challenge, so, isn't it? I know. And so, so I know. Like, obviously, you've you've you're you're straight out of getting married. You've been in the middle of COVID as well, and then you've got this whole dynamic. But can we go back to the very start? How did you guys meet? So, uh, do you want to tell that one? Sure, I'll I'll tell that one. Um, So it's, yeah, almost five and a half years ago. Um, I was living in in town in in Dublin and uh, my dad came to visit uh, from Belgium. And I was like, okay, you know, you love hiking. Let's do the Bray to Greystones walk. And I know a really cute cafe to go to afterwards. So my dad and I, I was pouring down rain, but you know, real troopers, persevered. And we finally arrived at the happy pair. And I was super, super uh, astonished that there were lines on such a rainy, uh, rainy gray Well, it's day. rain, hail, sleet or snow, of course. Yep. Their lines are outside. So anyway, um, my dad and I, I was like, I'll go get us a table. You get the food. And uh, when he did, he came and he told me like, oh my gosh, I spoke to such a lovely man. He was so nice and friendly. And I just went like that. All Irish people are friendly, like it's nothing new. (laughs) And so after that, when I went to uh, the the little grocery store down the bottom to buy some organic organic produce, um, Dave was there and he recognized my dad and he immediately started chatting to my dad. So your dad set you up? He did. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> he's, he's better than plenty of fish. This is brilliant. <laughs> he's a matchmaker. <laughs> yeah, matchmakers. Well, well, well like they, uh, we just said hi and then you went ran for a train and then it was a couple of months later you were back in or something. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't like we didn't exchange details straight away. Um, we kind of over several months happened to bump into one another uh, before. Yeah, we finally did. And so, so, so what was the moment? Like, was there this kind of like, oh, I've noticed you now you've been around. I've seen you quite a lot. Uh, like, what was that kind of moment that was like, oh, like, I like you. We're going to maybe go on a date or meet up. Well, I or? think it was I think it was more the first time we met. It was, you know, there was definitely attraction on my end anyway. And 
you know, it felt like you get that nice feeling and then you had to run for the train. So it was literally a three minute interaction while trying to pay for stuff or something. So it wasn't a very easy. David, did you remember her? Like, did you like, did that even that three minute interaction, did that like stick in your mind or? Well, I like then life went on and then two months later, maybe you came back in and I was like, oh, there's that girl. And then I chatted to you again. I think you were there with a friend again and it was it was in a ca- in the cafe of the shops. There's lots of people looking, so it wasn't like the place to go ask someone out on a date, really. <laughs> so I think I like gave you a piece of cake or something, and that was more like a gesture of, hey, you know, I don't give everyone cake. Here's cake or so. You know, I think that was more. It was that kind of interaction because I was busy with stuff, and then I think you came back a few weeks later again, and it was like, okay, well, if that, I, I think after that stage, I had said, if you do come in again, I'm definitely going to ask her. Will she, you know, does she want to hang out sometime or whatnot? And. and, and so- and Sabrina, did you know you really liked him? Like, did you go back purposely to see him? Um, or was this just like, you just really enjoyed going there? Yeah, so like, I loved going there because it's like such a great place when you have tourists come over. Yeah. Um, and that second time, I was just so shocked that Dave remembered who I was. I was like, what? You meet like so many people all the time. And uh, and then, yeah, he did give me a, a slice of cake when I was leaving. And I was like, either this person like, I'll marry you now. <laughs> You've given me cake. <laughs> or yeah, this means something. So after that, I was really like, Hmm, I'm quite interested uh, and I told one of my friends about it so yeah a few weeks later we were like right we're going to go to the happy pair and we're going to see is this something or not um, and Dave happened to be there that day and and we chatted and he gave me his number <laughs> so yeah and, uh, so so yeah. tell me, so you got numbers and then started, was it like strip, like what, did it all happen really fast or was it like a really kind of yeah. slow start? Really slow. Yeah, it was really slow because I was also traveling for work at the time. Okay. So we always say it kind of started like pen pals where we would send maybe a text today like, hey, how was your day? What did you do? Um, it was definitely slow. Like I have two kids, so it was slow. Like it was, it was, yeah. you know, it, it just which was very nice because it makes it more sustainable rather than just. Yeah. And you're not jumping in and getting caught in that wave and not really understanding what these feelings are. You have time to really think about it. And it's, and I suppose as well, having kids as well, you're so, you know, you don't make choices on a whim, you know, it's not like just going out and meeting some random people. You're very, very conscious of who you're going to give that, that time to. And, and obviously Dave, from your post, you, you came out of a previous marriage and you said, look, you didn't think you'd ever get married again. So coming, coming out of a marriage, which is obviously like one of, one of the hardest things I, 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 I can't even imagine, but that frame of mind coming out, did you come, before obviously you've decided to get married like where was where was your mind at had you given up a little bit on it did you did you think you'd ever meet somebody again or or how was it how how did the future look um I think initially it was like I really didn't think it was for me I thought okay you know I tried that shoe on it didn't fit you know it's not I'm not suitable for it and you know went for it with that mindset um you know, for a couple of years, I think until, it was a number of years until I met Sabrina. And then even meeting you, it wasn't on my radar at all. You know, it was it was a really nice friendship and, you know, that was intimate. And we had lots of, you know, um, time together. But it was never on my radar until like quite early on. You had said, well, listen, I'm, I, I do want to get married. Um, it's really important for me. So if you're not interested, don't waste my time. I love that. I, she was very clear that. with this. 
she was very clear with this More in the start to do this yes <laughs> and I was kind of like okay well like I, I I'm not sure if that's for me but I'm not sure if I'm completely against it either it maybe if you could just give me a little bit of time here and you were she was Sabrina was very patient like very you know there was no pressure like it was I think you had let go of what you your expectations that it was just we were on this journey together and and it really was one step at a time which when you're kind of a bit hurt or a bit you know you have bruised a, a, yeah from previous experience or a bit damaged yeah. about the thing it was um you know it was very nice to be you know to be accepted and seen and to go gently and and so like that's and and I think like that's just the root of it isn't it it's just having somebody that really gets you and no matter what is is able to take on like for Sabrina was so important for marriage but you didn't shut that down straight away because you know and and, and likewise Sabrina you were patient and you know and I think it, that's all about the, that compromise of finding that fit for your life but so when was it when like obviously Sabrina you were kind of you know, you wanted to get married. So you knew that was a no brainer. So Dave, for yourself, like, when did you know that you were going to propose? Was there a moment? Did you get this Eureka light bulb go off? Uh, Well, I knew the longer the relationship went on, like that was the road. That was the road. Like once I was in it, that was the destination, Sabrina. That was a very important milestone. So I knew not to waste her time because I respected her way too much. So I knew as you're, you know, it's passing two years, three years, it's kind of like that's the road. And I remember after maybe it was a year and a half or two years, like I had kind of got, you know, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I don't want to get married. And I remember I just like the relationship was wonderful. It was perfect. But I remember writing a letter saying, I just really don't think I can do this relationship thing. Let's take a break. Like, I don't think I'm your man for this or whatever. And we ended up taking a break for a couple of weeks. It was maybe even a month. And then, and then I kind of, I was, I was helping you move house to a new place. And, uh, and I realized, you know, that I, there was no way I was prepared to throw the towel in. Like this was so, this it. Yeah, you know, you were... it was really beautiful. It was really special. And I was kind of listening to my head over my heart and, you know, that kind of way. And it, it just took, I, I remember that when I was helping you move, I just remember it in that moment, in one moment, it was like realizing that, you know, I, I had been blocking off a part of myself. And then as soon as I, I let myself go there, it, it just, flooded in that it was like okay now I'm I'm a hundred percent you're 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 all in I love that I'm all in I'm all you're, in and whatever all chips in yeah, you, yeah. You, you, that's it and so so tell us about the engagement how was that how did that what 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 so ceremony was, did, did did we ha- have for that uh well it was more it was like last year it was last year we bought a house in November so we bought a house together and and we it was I think it was the first house we went to look at so it's the first house we ever went to look at and we ended up buying it and it was a super cool house. And I knew when you're kind of buying a house and, you know, I knew what Sabrina wanted in terms of a wedding that it was like, okay, well, like I may as well, while I've got momentum here, let's just do it because, you know, why put something off? You could be dead at any stage. So I remember I went, um, I think it was, it was in it was just last Christmas when there was lockdown starting. And I think yeah. on the, the 24th, there was, they were, you know, there was all sorts of restrictions happening. And I remember saying, okay, well, if I'm, if I'm outside the ring shop in Greystones, it's a nice ring shop run by Turkish guys. I think it's called Eternity. I can't remember what the name is. They're super lovely uh, Turkish men. And I remember saying, okay, if I'm outside their ring shop on Christmas Eve, sure, I'll wander in and see. Or I think it was maybe New Year's Eve or it was January. Like it was some, it was just it was around that period. Yeah. And I remember saying, if, okay, if I'm there, and I was there literally like 10 minutes before the shop was closing, before they were going to close for months. 
And I just like, what a coincidence. And I walked in and said, hey, I'm wondering for a, like an engagement ring. And your man, like in five minutes, I had a ring and I was back at the door going, Jeez, that was easy, wasn't it? It was like, OK, well, I guess this is happening. So I remember walking, <laughs> walking home that night and my eldest daughter, Elsie, she was 10 at the time. And I said, Elsie, Elsie, I got this secret. And, and I went upstairs and she said, and she just said to me, did you buy an engagement ring for a Like she knew it straight away. I was like, yeah. yeah. And she was like, oh, cool. How are you doing it, dad? And I was, I said, well, I might just walk up now and ask Sabrina if she want to marry me. And she said, dad, are you mad? Like we've got to either like do a picnic or we need to do a treasure hunt. Like, and it's too cold for a picnic. So we're probably going to do a treasure hunt. Is that all right? It's like, okay, yeah. Great thinking else. Um, so the whole week, she every morning we'd uh, sit down and write down questions and come up with a plan. She's a full notebook full of it, like her and Izzy oh, and the three of us. And she, she carried a notebook with her for the full week, working out, like talking talk about a wedding planner. Um, and she questions and everything. We came up with a full route and we came up with the idea that it was going to be a treasure hunt for the girls, my daughters, which Sabrina was just going to happen to help them on. So and we had worked out that we're going to come up with, with all the main places in Greystones. It was during a lockdown. So it was all the main Stop. places in Greystones. And, you know, she started off and there was my kids and, and Stephen, my twins kids. So there was the five kids and Sabrina was meant to be just helping them. And, you know, they came to the first clue and it was like, oh, OK, yeah. And then the second clue and there was there was lots of little clues and things and whatever. And then as it progressed, it kind of got to you had to call your friend and then you had to call your mom and then you had to call something else. And I think after a while you started to realize, OK, this is definitely a treasure run for me. And I wonder what the end goal is. And the end goal was where, um, you know, I was wearing a tuxedo and had flowers and I was Stop. outside the house we just bought. And the girls had like the last clue was dead in the house and all the girls came running down and uh you know Sabrina came down and I asked her would she marry me and it was you know in front what? of like literally it was my kids and Steve's kids and I think my mom was there just because she happened Jesus. to be walking by I wasn't expecting this this is phenomenal yeah. and Sabrina yeah. did you have any clue um I knew something was up because during lunch with uh, Steve's kids and um, and Dave's kids, they were like all really excited, and I'm like, "What? It's only a treasure on? hunt? <laughs> yeah, why are they so excited?" But anyway, went on a treasure hunt, and then yeah, like Dave was saying, like all the clues had something to do with me, like one of the neighbors who has like a dog I really love, and we went to that house to pick up a clue, and then yeah, once I had to call my best friend and my mom, I was like. I think I know what this is. Yeah, I don't you know when you're calling your mom, you're like, up. yeah, something's going on here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, wow. it was wonderful. And yeah. so what did, like, so when you rocked up to the house, there he is in his tux, like, did you, did you like, I just like, thought, how did you feel? Were you just blown away or was it like about time? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just blown away because I hadn't expected Dave uh, to ask me to marry me then. I thought, I did think it was going to happen in 2021, but I thought it was going to be like maybe towards the end of the year, not at the start yeah. of the year. So yeah, no, I was completely surprised and I was just super happy. And I think I started crying. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, it was very cute. You? It was very cute oh, because nice. uh, all the girls went on the treasure room with you and Theo, yeah. which is Stephen's son. He he came with me to get dressed in the tux, like he was meant to get me ready or whatever. So he helped me get ready. And then he was going to be the cameraman. So as soon as they came running down, he he filmed it. And he's only seven. He was seven at the time. So I've got this video, which is really cute, of Theo following Sabrina running down to the last clue, down the laneway, down to the house. 
Yeah. And I'm there in the tux and the girls are there. And it's just, a, it captures an emotion, which is, which I... Oh, I love that. And I just love that the kids were so invested in this. It's so gorgeous oh. to share it with them. It's so nice. And so straight away, like as soon as, as soon as the proposal was done and, you know, obviously it's such a gorgeous time. Like, I don't think, you know, if you could bottle it, you know, you'd buy it forever. It's just such a lovely feeling. Did you wait long before you started planning the wedding or was it straight in? I don't know. Sabrina danced that one. I don't know. It was her yeah, gig. I think maybe like, um, cause that was in January. I think probably by end of February, beginning March, like Dave and I had been talking about what kind of wedding we wanted. Like my dream was always like a destination wedding, maybe in Italy somewhere. Course, and I was just yeah. like thinking about COVID and not sure how long this yeah, was going to go on for. We were just like, well, we might as well just do it in the garden. I mean, it's so in your new house. Yeah, yeah. in our new oh, house. Wow. Yeah, we were like, we might like we're renovating the house anyway. It's a good end goal to have that the house needs to be ready by the wedding. Um, and good energy, like yeah, you know, to energy. have what a blessing yeah. to have. And what a way to welcome people to the house as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. so, I was looking at the pictures and I was like, what venue? You know, in the ceremony where I was like, I know most backdrops of venues. I'm like, I can't figure out which one this is. So it's obviously yeah, it's your yeah. house. Very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we were also like, at least you know, we were also like, if we pick a venue and then the day comes and there's another lockdown, then we have to postpone our wedding. So we were like, if we do it at home, even if we're not allowed to have many guests, at least we can still go ahead. And it's on your terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was more in our control. Well, this is it. And did you find having to do that yourself and do everything from home, did you find that incredibly stressful or was it like in comparison to what couples are going through with all their venues, et cetera, you, you feel like, you know, we had plain sailing? think it was like you tend to you've got like high attention to detail and you're kind of prone to stress a little bit more, more than you so I think you probably were a bit stressed yeah but it was uh I think that part of the fun was getting the house ready at the time like because we had to re-plumb and rewire and re-heating we had to redo everything in the house so and and the kind of garden so you had to kind of it was almost like a transformation TV show that you've got this 160 year old house that we have to gut and oh, wow. get ready for a wedding in, you know, six months or something. So it was very fun. It was very fun. Like, but it was, you had to come at it with that attitude. That but this so is rewarding. Fun. It's so rewarding when it all comes together, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then even the sun came out and it was, you know, and we've got a lovely kind of garden that's like a courtyard. So it was there and we had the, you know, we obviously having a, our food business it's easy because we have tables and chairs and you've got you, the food is really easy and the drink and is really did you easy cook and, yourselves or did you have somebody come in uh well the, Stephen you know Stephen did he's got a pizza oven so he brought in his pizza oven and the other brother Dara brought his barbecue and he did you know you know burgers and sauce you know plant-based burgers and sausages and then there was yeah. lots of salads and you know it was all easy it was it was like a party in it was the very laid back yeah, yeah it was really fun I love that. And talk to me then, um, Spring, about those details. Like, what was it that, that you, you put in place for the day? Yeah. So for me, I think uh, I used Pinterest. <laughs> of course. Most brides. Like, that, what secret, is that secret board we all have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the secret board. So for me, um, I know Dave and I, we wanted a really informal, relaxed wedding, but I still wanted to create like a mood like a romantic mood so it was really getting like 
all the smaller details like um, the signs done with ch uh, chalk, uh, having, um, what are they called again? Oh, bunting. Bunting. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Uh, lots of flowers. And you know, the flowers didn't have to be expensive. Like the day before, I went to like all our local supermarkets and just bought a bunch of Brilliant. flowers. I know. It's the bit, it's, it's one of the biggest, best kept secrets, isn't it? Just to just yeah. run down, grab them. Yeah. Yeah. Like just, yeah, it was just so nice to have just to make it really cozy for everyone so when they came in and like Dave was saying we got chairs and tables from the happy pair and they're all uh, painted in like colorful pastels so it was just lovely like um, it was you bright. were able to eat outside or was that yeah. inside yeah oh, no, oh, no we did was, everything outside oh and it was really like you know when there's pizzas like it was like more like a, a festival than a like a it wasn't a formal dinner it was everyone DIY all the time so it was yeah. there was no speeches there was no anything it was really just a party in the garden like we had a ceremony where yeah. my brother was the my other brother he was the high priest or he was the you know the celebrant or whatever Stop. you know he's a DJ so he's used to and he's he's a he's good crack so he was the yeah. the priest he was your master and, of ceremonies almost. yeah and he was yeah. brilliant he was brilliant and then another friend Sam he read a poem and then Mark the same brother who was a celebrant, he sang a song and my kids made a speech and then we did the hand fastening, hand fastening thing. Oh, lovely. Where, um, your mom and my mom and my aunt, they put little um, thing around their wrists. Yeah. And yeah. Sabrina, were your family able to come back in from Belgium? Or presumably that they were all able to fly over, all was good? Yeah, yeah. so luckily, because we got married in September, so um, luckily by then there were less restrictions. Uh, so I had my closest... Um, family flying and uh, my best friends who I went to high school with um, so yeah yeah and like what's the one takeaway that you think guests have like if when you're talking to guests and they they bring up your wedding what's the one thing they remember that sits with them the most uh I'd say it was good fun like the 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 actual ceremony itself was really nice like I don't think there was a dry eye amongst everyone which was that was a consistent thing people said and also like because uh, my brother Mark is a DJ and my other cousin Paul is a DJ so they had a full rig in the garden too so there was brilliant like, and it was sun like it was sun out it was warm all day and then as soon as the sun went down the moon came up so it was like it was like a dream like so in you terms practically of got the, the destination wedding like we that did just... and then and you got it for like a fraction of the cost and you got all those energy and all those memories and all those beautiful feelings in your yeah. own home, which was, oh, I just love you know, it was, it was a real blessing. It was what a way to welcome people to your new home as well. It's just, it's gorgeous. And so, so tell me this, what was your first dance or did you do a first dance? Ah, uh, no, I don't know. No, but, well, there was, your brother did put a song on where we danced together, but it wasn't like, we it wasn't an official thing. first dance. No, there was like, there was that nothing one. official. There was nothing official. It was, you know, we didn't follow the rule book very much. Yeah, like our, our so ceremony, was, I think only like 30 minutes and yeah. it went straight into like people getting like drinks and food and i i think people already started dancing at like 4 30 in the afternoon so like it was a proper, proper party. session yeah. it I started at 2 30 and by 4 30 people were dancing like so it was yeah. it was really fun you know i love that and so now obviously like the, the wedding is such a it's such a big thing and there's such a build-up to it and it's like emotionally you know there's an awful lot riding on it but the next big step is that happy marriage so you know, like, how, what do you feel are those biggest hurdles around married life? Not getting complacent. Okay. 
So talk like to I really me about that. That's the biggest thing. Well, I think you see people like it's very easy to get complacent and kind of start projecting kind of boredom or, you know, disease amongst a relationship. And I think it just takes, it, I, from my own limited perspective, I think it'll take lots of consistent energy and sitting down and talking and communication so that you don't fall into those holes. You of, don't fall into that trap because people grow. No. Oh, and change. And it's all yeah. inevitable. We're all going to like, we'll both grow, we'll both change. And it's just to consistently have those conversations and be able to Even talk if they it. are uncomfortable. Oh, I yeah. think the more, those are the ones that you need to have. But if you're, if you're consistently talking all the way, there's much less uncomfortable ones because, you know, you've got everything already. Yeah. And I think the two things people fight most about is sex and finances. And it's like, just put it all out on the table and consistently talk about it. Yeah. yeah until it, until, until you're sick of it, until, until you're sick of hearing about it. And tell me like, so obviously like those are two big, big topics, sex and finance. They're like, the, you know, the ruination of, of marriages, but they're also when you, when you can crack that it's, it's, it's plain sailing, but you know, you have to have those challenging conversations, which is obviously, you know, you're going to lock heads. There's going to be conflict. How do you guys overcome conflict? You just have a way of working together. And that's that. I think what really helped us when Dave and I started dating at the start, um, because I was in Dublin and he was in Greystone. So it's quite a car drive. Um, We used to listen to podcasts from What's her yeah, name? Esther Perel. Esther Perel. Ones, yeah. Okay. So lots of different yeah. podcasts. And uh, we would use those podcasts as a way to talk about relationships. So Esther Perel has this whole concept where she says, like, relationships are like a business. So you actually need to do the evaluation like you would do in a business. And also if Such you're... a good idea. Yeah. And even if your business, you know, fails after five years, it's not a failure because you kept it alive for five years. So um, we used a lot of... Yeah, those podcasts and articles to kind of talk about how did we see Just to the spark those conversations with each other. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, yeah, like at the start, it is uncomfortable and, you know, you, you get to know one another. And I feel that really set up the foundation for us now to have those conversations. So like Dave and I, we really see it as, you know, even if we have a, a disagreement about something, it's not this point system where I win this round, he wins the next round yeah. because we're one team. So if one person loses, we both lose. And so we've really brought that aspect of communication and everything. So yeah, I really think that's the, the base yeah. for us. Yeah, I think communication is the bit like um, Sabrina's kind of Olympic heavyweight gold medalist in terms of communication. So it's a lot of people handy. shut down. They, 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 they go in on themselves. They can't, they internalize it. So it's, it's so important to just get it out. I'm a, I'm definitely yeah. more of a silent treatment type of person. I kind of, I find it really hard to articulate when I'm angry about something. I just go in and then I just assume he knows. So I love hearing that because, and I love the idea that you, you use a podcast as kind of like that catalyst to spark the conversation and almost kind of takes that kind of you having to say, I feel that way. It's like, well, wasn't that interesting when they said this? It's such, it's a really, really good tip. And do you have particular things that you do now, you know, that you mark in the diary as a couple to make sure that you're making time for each other? Well, we used to like, and something which we probably haven't done in a while, we're due to do, but we used to laugh about it and joke about it because like running a business, you have these quarterly business reviews and Sab works for Google. So it's like, 
she's so used to all these like QBRs, your quarter stand-ups every day and all this kind of crack or whatever. So we used to joke and sit like, you know, every couple of months we'd sit down and go, okay, well, let's sit down and have like almost like an evaluation to go, what's working for you? What's not working for you? What needs improvement? And literally almost like a business arrangement, because like, you know, there is the romantic side and most of us are so lured by the Hollywood romance idea but it's so much of it is based on it's the partnership you are in this together. living together. And the more you can kind of understand how the other person ticks and really understand it, the easier it's going to be for both of you. Yeah. So, so we, so we, we, we would sit regularly and go through that and that kind of helps get all the, get it all out. Through. And like, like obviously there are certain things and because you don't necessarily want to change someone, but you know, compromise is important, but like, I ask this to everyone I, I interview. What annoying habits do you both have that just it, it kills you? But like you, you can't change that because it's a habit. <laughs> well, even, even I could say one thing, which was this is in, in, interesting with Sabrina. She had like a little hen night, like I wouldn't even call it a hen night. It was a few of her friends. They went for dinner. And one of the one of the, the women made a kind of like a little asked her questions like, oh, what's the most annoying thing or what's, you know, this type of thing. And interesting enough, Sabrina said for the first time ever, well, I don't think Dave changes clothes enough. And and she had, and this was the first time I'd ever heard this. So this is like five years living with oh, Sabrina for the, three years. The she'd betrayal. Never once, the she'd betrayal. never once said it to me. No, but she'd never once said it to me. It was like, <laughs> well, that's just you. That's fine. Like, you know, and I only heard the first time I ever heard the thing which she's kind of found most annoying about me was only because someone else told me by chance so, you know, I think that's amazing how accepting, accepting, you know, the flaws is really lovely. And, and, I, and I made as part of my wedding vows, I think I said I, I vowed to, to change my clothes. Change your clothes more frequently. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. And look, you know, I just there's so much value in that. And I think so many are going to learn so much, just just even how, how, how you operate. But what key parting advice would you give give couples that are because so many are going to be just new to getting engaged and they're just starting their journey what what good advice would you give couples whether it's about the wedding or relationship and the longevity of that um I think something that I learned for actually from my dad um that I've taken into all my relationships and maybe that's why Dave says like I'm so accepting is um, he told me like people are like diamonds the most you can do is make them shine but you can't change the essence of a diamond and um, I really because love it loses that. its value then yeah yeah so um, that made me realize like if I'm going to be with somebody the most I can be is like their cheerleader and help them like grow and develop but I can't change the essence of them because uh, that's just not going to work out. So, um, yeah, that's also <laughs> my advice. I give that to is lovely. Like, I love yeah. that one. I love that one. And diamonds are very topical for many that would be tuning in right now. So that was a great, that's a great uh, analogy. And I, I would think just to be patient, to go slow, because, you know, you're much better off kind of having a solid foundation rather than rushing and, having to deal with these issues further down the line. So I think really having all those, those awkward conversations, like sit down and like, like, you know, you'd almost like that there was more relationship courses that you could do, or it was much more, you could learn more about it because there is skills that can be developed. And I think communication is just so important and having those all understanding, just get it all out, get it all out long before you kind of start buying things or talk about having a family or something, because 
that just compounds things. You know, it just makes things so much more intense. And if you can have a really solid foundation, I imagine you can weather the storm a lot better. Absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for your time. That was absolutely beautiful. It's like it's just I just feel so warm inside now. I'm going to go and um, tell my my husband Owen we're going to sit down and have our annual our annual discussion. <laughs> I will tell him all the time. <laughs> just like your performance this year was average. You left the press doors open at least 500 times this year. So we'll have we'll have we'll have some good conversations. Thanks to you. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks so much, Sarah. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Real Weddings with Sarah. Thanks to producer Ruth Devani, voiceover extraordinaire Phil Colley, and Pink Champagne Wedding Band for our Cool Finds jingle. Join me next week where we will be chatting to another top guest to get the scoop about their wedding day and married life. Until then, you can find me at Irish Wedding Blog on social media channels.